Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're talking about the Indiana Jones movies, including The Dial of Destiny. Now at the time of recording this part of the episode, The Dial of Destiny has not been released and we have not seen it. Naturally. So we're going to talk about the first four movies, maybe throw in a couple predictions, expectations. I'll throw in another cheesy sound effect <laughs> that we'll cut to... After we've seen the movie, and we'll share our thoughts. Yeah, she's throwing the whipping sound effect. Oh, the whip. That'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Do it. I think we're going to get right into it. We're going to start off with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I'm so happy we're starting this positively. <laughs> I need this, you know? Wait, how do you feel about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies ever, and one of like the most classic and just best action-adventure movies just out there in general. I think it's awesome. It's so good. What do you think about it? I think it'd be very hard to deny that this is the best one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's not my favorite. Yeah, that's fair. The, when it comes to the first three, <laughs> they're very neck and neck. Yeah. It's like whichever it's like, you pick as really your favorite, good. I'll be like, yeah. Sure. But, but <laughs> I have one that I perhaps enjoy just a little bit more. Yeah. But man, it's, you can't deny just it's... the mastery put in. Right? Oh my goodness. Back when movies like this were, were special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Specifically, Indiana Jones. Just, oh, it's be, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, they, they played it at, at one of our theaters a number of years ago. And I was going to go with my dad. And then my parents went grocery shopping beforehand. And they took so long that by the time we left, we were running late. Oh. And we walked in. And we saw most of the movie, but we missed the entire opening sequence where he gets the idol and runs away from the boulder. Oh, that's sad. I was bummed out, man. Yeah. What an incredible opening sequence. Oh, yeah. And you learn so much and there's like four lines. Like, oh, three days poison so fresh. That's one of the lines. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything for a long time but you learn so much about him and something that I enjoy about Indiana Jones that kind of rolls through these movies Look, to compare it to Star Wars and Han Solo, another character played by Harrison Ford, a lot of controversy, especially in Star Wars fandom, over specifically a scene in the fourth movie, or the first movie, depending on how you look at it. Oh, okay. Four, I was thinking, where, yeah. um, where Han Solo shoots someone point blank in a bar. Yeah. And that scene's been re-edited because you can't have Han Solo just be a you know, Stone Cold killer. Except you can, because yeah. he did it. In all four of these movies, and it's, I don't condone murder, but it's kind of fun watching Indiana Jones just absolutely obliterate yeah. so many people. I think the, the scene that's compared to, like, Han Solo shooting first <clears throat> is compared to the most, like, do you know the story behind? When he shoots the yeah. sword fighter guy? Yeah. And he was exhausted on set? Because of food poisoning? <laughs> he was trying to, it was, like, supposed to be an extended sequence, like, with his whip. And he's like, just shoot the guy. And Steven's like, alright. <laughs> yeah. I love it because you can totally see it on Harrison's face in that scene. Like, just the sweat. <laughs> and, like, how tired he looks he's and sick. He's very sweaty. In, this, in the first three, he's very sweaty. But yeah. definitely this one. Yeah. But, like, you look at him like you are not actually healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing it. He's putting in the effort, which is, which is a beautiful thing. Something I think this movie does really well uh, that's perhaps lacking in, in the other ones 
is I appreciate that the uh, the competition is very present throughout the movie. In yeah, the Nazis yeah. and and Belloc. You know, they they go. Uh, Indy goes to visit Marion, and as soon as he leaves, the Nazis walk in the door looking yeah. for the same thing. They go to Cairo, I believe, right? I think so. And and they have their interactions there, and Belloc's there, and then they're they're digging, and it's this back and forth, and then. You know, they find the chamber, and then the Nazis realize what they're up to, and it's back and forth. And that tension, that conflict is very present throughout the whole movie, where I think an issue, even with the good ones, that exists with the other ones, is there'll be a long period of time where they're not dealing with the bad guys. Whereas in this first one, I feel like it's, like, and to complement the title, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's very clear that there's multiple people trying to find it. There's multiple... Raiders competing and I think that's just a great thing that happens in this movie yeah in fact like specifically this movie but the first three all have that maintained um, sense of like thrill and suspense that's like carried out from the beginning scene to the very end yeah it's it makes for a very very fun action movie that's what I'm saying like these are like some of the best action adventure movies and and the action Look, I'm not a big fan of Man, You Can't Do That Today, but here's what I'll say. They don't make them like this anymore. Oh, they don't. Not like, that's, Even that's Harrison Ford. The new Indiana Jones being, movies don't make them like this. That's Harrison Ford being dragged behind a Jeep on the road. Yeah. And that that sequence is amazing. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And I love, I think that one of them gets a little funnier, but they do have a bit of humor in this one, mm-hmm. where it's like Indy's climbing the top of the truck. He's like, oh, I've done it. And then the Mercedes logo bends and snaps and he falls down and under the yeah. vehicle. Just little moments like that. Yeah. I love it, man. Oh, yeah. The, the chase scenes, specifically in these first three movies, oh. are so exhilaratingly fun. Like, they're, they're so good. You can't take your eyes off the screen. Oh, no. Also, the music. John oh. Williams. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just... Okay, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Do you think that the most recognizable thing about Indiana Jones is his outfit or his theme song they're one and two yeah but even pessimistically the soundtrack is the second most recognizable thing about Indiana Jones yeah and what a just a great theme oh yeah you have it to yourself all day yeah it's 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 taking all of the willpower in me not to start singing (laughs) right now it's so good we'll get copyright (laughs) I don't know how that would happen but I'm not risking it yeah We'd be fine, but all right. Yeah. A very, very entertaining movie. I also enjoy the sidekicks. Oh, yeah. Well, in this movie, in this movie yeah. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy Marion, mm-hmm. and I think that she has a, a good place in this in this story. For sure. And yeah. I like that for part of the movie, Annie thinks that she's dead, and she's actually like doing stuff yeah. off on the side, especially with this being an older movie. You know, you look at like a Lois Lane... In the Superman movies, and she kind of just exists to get into trouble so that Superman can come and save her. Yeah, but Marion's actually doing stuff and like messing with Belloc and and out drinking him and and all that. That, that was a very fun sequence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another one, another character I love, and I'm happy they're bringing him back for the fifth one, is Sala. He's the best, Gimli, my man. Another thing that I really enjoy about these movies is, and this takes me back to the first time I watched him was with my dad 
and there were moments where my dad would have to fast forward. I was very young when I watched them the first time. He had to fast forward because it was it was very scary. Mm-hmm. Right. There's like some pretty solid like horror moments. Oh yeah. In the first three. <laughs> in the first three. Yeah. Yes. When when the arc opens, and and their faces melt, and, I and their heads explode, and there's like the spirits that like scream at the camera, and they're moving around, and everyone's freaking yeah. out. First of all, incredible effects. Yeah. But also pretty freaky. It is actually yeah. That's. It, it's the the fun kind of scary. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Where it's not trying to be like, haha, you're scared. It's more like. I'm going to get your heart rate going because this is exciting, you know? And I, I will say the, the style of those effects definitely makes it more entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. Because you're watching, like, wax yeah. like, melt around like a skeleton. It's like, that just looks cool. It does. There's something about uh, the, the practicalness of these first three movies. Yeah. That just is so fun to watch. I love... I'll always love watching practical effects more than... Yeah. CGI. Not CGI can be good too. I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying there's something more I guess real <laughs> about it being real. But yeah. Now, as we move on to 2 and 3, it should be known that there are a few elements where they did not do it practically. And boy has that aged spectacularly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Especially are we... in, the, in the second one, when what? the bridge yeah. snaps and, <laughs> yeah. and three of them fall down. It's like, whoa. Like that. That's not, you didn't even use dummies. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. But specifically when uh, the, the guy, that I can't remember his name, Mola or something. Is that, no. Mola. Mola Ram? Yeah. Yeah. When he falls down. <laughs> like, and it focuses yeah. just on him. You're like, wow, that's something else. <laughs> oh my All right. Temple of Doom. Previously, before rewatching this, Temple mm. of Doom was my number one. It was my favorite. Yeah. Why? Short round. One hundred percent. And oh, that's, he's the best. He's he's sad. the best. Uh, but I will say that I forgot how much happens in this movie before they get to the titular Temple of Doom. Yeah. There's a lot of movie in like the first hour. Yeah. And then it ramps into like what we're here for. It's yeah. not bad. Oh, I like it. What do, you, what do you think about the the stuff in the James Bond opening? Yeah, yeah, the, the James Bond opening. What did you... Well, I I think it's kind of fun because uh, behind the scenes, Steven Spielberg wanted to direct a Bond movie, but the people in charge of James Bond were like, "You can't do that because you're not British." Right. And then George Lucas said, "Well, don't do a, a gentleman spy. Do like a rugged archaeologist." You know, mm-hmm. like this. And they love the idea so much that they rolled with it. And that's how we got Indiana Jones. But the second one, the opening is 100% a James Bond homage. Yeah. He's wearing a very James Bond suit. <laughs> the villain, whose name I will never know, is very over-the-top, maniacal, James Bond style. It even opens with a chorus of ladies dancing and singing yeah like every james bond opening (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's fun i like it what i don't like so much is willie oh my goodness just now that being said i think she's probably fine 
in that opening sequence. Uh, yeah. Sure. Because that's, you know, along the lines of how someone would react in that situation. My problem is that she never goes away. She do- she doesn't change in the whole no. movie. She just keeps screaming. And she stays annoying. Yeah. And she, like, yells at people for no reason. Or when she was mad that Indiana Jones wouldn't sleep with her. Yeah. After she said no. Yeah. And then he respected her wishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or when uh, Indiana Jones and Short Round are in the the room, and they're like, we need you to like pull the lever or whatever, otherwise we're oh going to die. Goodness. And she's like, no, there's bugs. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then she gets in there and then activates more booby traps and then traps them again. I'm like, you, you're just the worst. Yeah. What do you think about the lifeboat? You know what? I don't mind it at all. I don't either. I th- it's really silly, but I'm on board. I heard someone... Just the other day, say that the fridge sequence in four is fine because it's just as silly as the lifeboat from two. I disagree. We're gonna get to four in a minute, but I think that the lifeboat, just the entirety, because first of all, how absurd that you would jump out of a plane in a lifeboat. Yeah, and then the quote unquote they because it's definitely not them and <laughs> no. <laughs> they, no they slide down a mountain which immediately turns to dirt and then they fall off a cliff and land in a river which takes them conveniently yeah to an indian village perfect that's the kind of campiness and silliness that i can absolutely get behind yeah. and it's a lifeboat too so it makes sense and we will talk more about crystal skull and something <laughs> that happens like this too yeah Oh boy. But this movie, no, that's fun. I like that. Yeah. I'm into it. You yeah. know? Let's let's go off about a short round. Oh, he's so good. The best. Their chemistry is incredible. Like Oh yeah. And for a child actor, even looking back and like, you know, maybe when I was younger I was more you know, I I looked past the the flaws or didn't even see them in child acting. But Kehoe Kwan as short round, he's doing an excellent job. Oh yeah, he's doing fight choreography. He's fighting adults. <laughs> now sometimes it gets a little outlandish, and it's just silly to watch. But it's still fun, you know. <laughs> it, it 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 enters that slapstick area. Yeah. But I have no issue with it, and I love his the way that he yells at at Indy and Willie. <laughs> and man, the chemistry between him and Indiana Jones. And the way that, like, he's the only other person, I'm pretty sure, that we've seen wear Indy's hat in any of these movies. Yeah. And, like, just the way, there's so many small things, like the way that, like, Indy will, like, scruff his hair or, like, give him a pat on the back. That's just, it's like a father-son type of thing. It just a... Yeah. It just makes me feel warm inside watching those two interact. And uh, I just gotta say... But we'll see how Dala Destiny goes. But I'm so disappointed that they didn't bring Short Round back for the apparent last Indiana Jones movie. Okay, I want to say something. I'll bring this back up again if we do predictions. But I watched the special look on Disney+. Plus. They didn't say that he was in it. But K-Hoi Kwan appears in the special look talking about the Indiana Jones movies. And I think... 
that there's a very slight chance, especially given that everything everywhere all at once was so successful that he might show up in the movie. If he, if he does, it would be like a... We recorded this after the fact. Probably. So it's one scene. But, Probably. But we'll see. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing them interact one last time. Yeah. Because he's so good in a... It, oh. I wish he was in other movies, man. Yeah. The short run is my favorite character uh, in, yeah, in any of these good. movies. <laughs> it's because he's the best character. And like, okay, I talked about how Marion does stuff. Short Round does more in other than Indiana Jones in any of these movies than any other side character or villain. Yeah. Oh, he's man. the best. He's the best. He's also really funny. Yeah. He's hilarious. <laughs> oh. Hey, Dr. Jones, no time for love. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that he has the blocks on his shoes to drive the car. Yeah. Oh, man. I love when they yell at the campfire over who cheated in the poker game. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, I could just watch, like, the compilations of those two interacting all day. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, as for the horror stuff in this movie, uh, very spooky. Yeah. The, the pulling out of one's heart and watching it beat as they burn to death in a volcano. Yeah. Very spooky. For sure. But I like it. I really, I really enjoy the bridge sequence at the end of the movie. Yeah, especially the green screen shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a really good sequence. And I love, because Indy kind of pulls out the sword. And if you've seen the movie, or even if you just have any intuition, you're like, oh, <laughs> he's cutting that bridge. Yeah. And you almost feel like he knows that that's what he's going to do right away. But you can see him looking back and forth like, oh, do I have to do this? This is what I'm doing? <sighs> Alright, and then just yeah. away he goes. Here's the thing about these first three movies. They set up scenes and like like you start with the scene, whatever the scene is, like the bridge sequence, say. And they like put all the pieces into play beautifully for you to watch and be like, Oh yeah, okay, this is happening. They're setting it up and then they deliver and it's just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful well, thing. Like Again, we, the movies aren't made like this anymore. We make fun of the, the green screen sequence, but when that bridge snaps, that's not real people, obviously. But they have, <laughs> like, like dummies falling. That looks great. Oh, yeah. That, that looks excellent. Yeah. I really enjoy this one. Me as well. It's a very good movie. Although, it does, of the first three, Willie is my least favorite character. Well, yeah, because she's the worst. <laughs> It's a trade-off with this one. You get the best character, but you also get the worst character. Yeah. It's the best one. The best character makes fun of the worst character. It is true. You're like, huh. You caught him Dr. Jones style. <laughs> yeah. That that line is embedded in my soul. Oh, yeah. Right here. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. What a beautiful title. Right? And you know what? No, I'm going to save it for the fourth one. <laughs> I want to talk about titles when we get to the fourth one. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the third one, here it is. This is my favorite one. This used to be my favorite one. Which What's your favorite one now? The first one. Right nice. nice. I, I feel like that's the easy answer, but like, I just love it so much. Now, look, here's my favorite. What can I say? I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Watching the father-son relationship unfold over this movie is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's emotional, and it's, again, really funny. 
Oh my! They're, they're this ca- one is so funny. This movie is so good. Hilarious. Oh yeah. They totally owned into the funny part of this when they got to this movie. Oh yeah. And it he just slaps him. It That's just blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> so it good. just keeps hitting. Like well, the one oh. joke I really like is when Indy's looking at the convoy, and his dad's like, "Get down, Junior." He's like, "We're way out of range. They can't hit us." The tank shoots and blows up the car behind him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good movie. So good. I love the realization of Indiana Jones realizing that he slept with the same woman as, as his father. <laughs> that's a hilarious side bit. And even her, <laughs> he's like, "This is disgusting." And his father's like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, there's that whole sequence when they escape the the Nazi compound on the motorcycle. Ah. Uh. Incredible, the, the incredible. Action, the action's awesome. So good. I love that Indiana Jones picks up a pole and jokes a guy yeah. with the machine gun. <laughs> but my favorite part about that whole sequence is that after everything happens, we see the two of them, and Indiana Jones is like, <laughs> yeah, I've done it. And you look at his dad, who's just like, <laughs> yeah. quite frankly, I'm unimpressed. <laughs> just so sitting good. with his stupid bucket hat and his bag on his lap, yeah. as if... Like, oh, that wasn't the most exciting thing I've seen today. <laughs> oh, what a good movie. What a great movie. Uh, I, I enjoy the scene where Indy's on the tank as it as it goes over the cliff. Oh, yeah. And, and Henry <laughs> yeah. Sr.'s like, oh, my gosh, he's dead. Like, there's so many things I didn't say. Oh, like, if I had just taken five minutes, what have I done? And he shows up, he gives him a hug. And just moves on like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will be fine. Yeah, but that that scene itself is like again. I'm saying the setup and then the payoff. This is term in terms of a joke. Yeah, it's so beautiful when they look over and then there's a bunch of people and then just Indiana Jones joins them looking over. He's like, what yeah. are you looking at? <laughs> oh, one of my favorite jokes is uh, is when they reveal that Marcus Brody has a number of papers that the Nazis are looking for. Oh yeah, and they're like, well, we're gonna go catch him. And Indiana Jones says. You'll never catch him. This is Marcus Brody we're talking about. He knows a million languages and knows every culture. He'll blend in and you'll never catch him. And we cut to Marcus Brody just bumbling through his street. He's like, does anyone know English? Can someone help me? And no one, he just stands out like a sore thumb. And what I find even funnier is that he meets up with Salon and like, all right, we got to get you hidden because the Nazis are coming. And they put him into a house which turns out to be the back of a trailer, and they pack him up and drive him off. <laughs> yeah. And Salal's like, uh, oops. <laughs> oh, a good movie. So good. Very funny. Yeah. And I appreciate that the, the comedy dials down for the end. And mm-hmm. I, I really like the three trials. Yeah. And how... It's iconic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Man. Just a fun sequence to watch. Oh yeah. The the only thing, and this is nitpicky, but I I feel like I say it is you know after the first few guys have gone through and you watch their heads get cut off and roll out, maybe you just inti- intuitively know to duck. Yeah. <laughs> or crouch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I I like, just like the the religious ideas behind. Everything in this one, and like uh, you're like, oh, what is it? How do you, how do you do this first one? He stumble, he stumble. He would kneel, and kneels to the last minute rolls, and that's how he boots the saws. Yeah. And and like knowing like how to spell, 
Jehovah in the different language and, and taking that leap of faith, which is an incredible, incredible shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's my beautiful. Goodness. Or even the... I'm just, I'm just sitting in the glory of this movie, man. It's such a good movie. Or uh, the... The... The cup. Yep. What's, what's, again, it, what's it called? The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> the Chalister, is that what it's called? Chalice? Chalice. Chalister. What's that? <laughs> anyway, Chalice. The, the Holy Grail being wooden because Jesus was a carpenter. Yeah. I was like, that's fun. But also when... The guy drinks the wrong one, and he rapidly ages until he flies against the wall. What? Incredible. Yeah. Uh, apparently, what they did was, like, they pulled, like, the hair and stuff, like, into the skull. Mm-hmm. And then played it backwards so that, like, everything happened in reverse. Mm. Just cool. It's cool. Great innovation. One of the shots of that actually reminds me of Bilbo from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. see, I see it. Yeah. What a good movie. And then the the place falling, or falling, crumbling, yeah. and them escaping. Uh, that's a, also a really fun part of it. Oh, and what I really like about that is back to setups and stuff. And he's holding on to the Nazi girl. Her name's Isla? Elsa? Elsa? Elsa. And Elsa's reaching for the goblin. She says, I almost got it, I almost got it. And very clearly, no, she doesn't. No. She's way too far away. Then Indy falls and he's, his dad's holding him. And he says, oh, I almost got it. And from that angle, you see, no, he doesn't. But then there's a quick shot of him with like his fingers like just touching the edge. Yeah. Which kind of shows like what it's doing to his head. And mm-hmm. what he's like imagining is like, oh, I'm actually, like I'm just touching it. Yeah. Just give me a second. It's very cool. And then it takes that, no, Junior, let it go. For him to be like, all right, you can pull me back up. Yeah. It's very be- it's well beautiful. Made. It's beautiful. I'm an emotional guy. What can I yeah, say? Right, right. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really that father-son relationship, and there's that that talk they have on the on the blimp. Uh, oh yeah, like, oh that's a good one. Just full of really interesting stuff, like Indy saying like, "Well, you never did talk," and and Henry's like, "Okay, let's talk now. What do you want to talk about?" And he has nothing to say. Yeah, and I even like. Uh, like Henry saying, like, you left just when you were getting interesting. What a fascinating concept. Yeah. Like, terrible. Terrible. Like, no yeah. dad should ever say that to their children. <laughs> but, man, just that relationship and watching that unfold in that dynamic. And, like, there's very evidently, obviously, like, care between the two of them. But there's also that, that conflict and that struggle. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it. I really, really. I it. It's been. I've seen Raiders a few times, probably in the past five, ten years. Yeah, but it has been a while. Admittedly, since I saw two and three, and yeah. I haven't watched them again. I, I want to watch them again more often. They're so good, especially those first three. Oh, Ooh. and you want? Know okay, this is like some slightly nerdy stuff. I've been listening to a podcast called The Star Wars Minute, right? Where they break down the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. And there was someone that they've been giving a lot of praise to. His name is Ben Burt. And Ben Burt is responsible for nearly every single sound effect you hear in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I'm watching these movies and I hear some of these sounds and I go, that's the Millennium Falcon. And that's this and that's that. And so I look it up. Sure enough, uncredited in the second movie, but Ben Burt worked on all three. 
Yeah. Maybe all four. I can't remember if he did Crystal Skull or not. The sound design, like we talked about the score, amazing score. Oh yeah, for the third one, it's it, for all it, three of them. All three. Oh yeah, all three of them. <laughs> and you know what? Even the fourth one has good music. In that it has just the same music from Raiders. Yeah. Um. But the the sound effects in these first three movies, I'm in love, man. Right. That's it's, the it's thing. So, it's... it's so well done. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Movies like this. Uh, like, I wish we had more movies like this. If some, but... Now, look, the, the idea today in Hollywood is to take a, a franchise and just pump out so many that you beat it to death. But I cannot believe that there was not an Indiana Jones movie between Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's because they ended it at three. A trilogy. You know? and But they, and they, they... But, but they could have done more. You know what I'm saying? Well, they could. And I but... think when you get to four, it feels like something's missing, and it's not just because he's older. It feels like there should have been an adventure in the middle. I want. I want to rant about the title. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull makes no sense. Let's look back. Raiders of the Lost Ark. We have multiple people looking for the Lost Ark of the Covenant, and they're raiding for it. They are the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Makes sense. The Temple of Doom. They find a temple. People go in the temple. They die. Temple of Doom. It makes sense. I don't know what yeah. this accent is that's coming over me, but I'm rolling with it. The Last Crusade. The the three knights that found the grail and hid it were from the First Crusade. These guys are the ones that find the hiding place and leave. This is the Last Crusade for the grail. It's also Indiana Jones' Last Crusade because it's the final movie and they ride off in the sunset. It's his Last Crusade. It's the at, last. At, at some point, it was yes. That's what. Well, that's <laughs> another part of what the title was supposed to be for. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. makes it as good as an enemy. You know, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. What kingdom? It's a spaceship. But like the, I, it doesn't make sense. What is the kingdom? Just the the realm. What realm? <laughs> Where they go to at the end of the movie? The other dimension. Yeah. It it's a terrible title. Even Dial of Destiny, like, in the trailer, we see that there's a physical Dial of Destiny that they're going to come across at some point, yeah. right? Yeah. But can just call it Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Boom. I solved your problem for you. Solved a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about... Uh, uh, Sean Connery's in this movie? No, he's in a picture frame. Kate Blanchett's in this movie. Who is... Bad. A phenomenal actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what happened here? She took the same drugs Tom Hanks took. <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> She's... Bad. This Russian accent that she has, or maybe Ukrainian, because apparently she's from... Whatever, it doesn't matter. But... <laughs> You know when people do an accent and you're like, oh, that accent's really good. But then there's that point where you can really ham it up and it's almost comedic. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I love Gunnot! <laughs> for, like, a British accent. Like, that's not how they talk. That's, like, the over-exaggeration. Every yeah. line that Kate says in this movie is is done with the most exaggerated accent. Yeah. Russian accent that she could possibly do. And yeah. it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work because it, 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 it sucks. Also, the Russians... Are not in this movie. 
for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Because it's a bad movie. <laughs> it is. The, there's this weird glow. Like everything's mm-hmm. lit. Yeah. In post-production, really strangely. And it's super obvious on Shia LaBeouf. His face is just, like, yellow. He's glowing. Yeah. But it doesn't work. That being said, I think Shia LaBeouf is alright in this movie. He's definitely done better. Yep. But looking at, having rewatched it recently... He's, you know, on my list of complaints, his performance is not something that I'm putting at the top of that list. No, no, not at all. Why don't we just start off the discussion on more of our complaints with the start of the movie and kind of try and work our way towards the end, because there's a lot. What do you think about the fridge? Because we talked about that before. Why, why, do, why is... this? <laughs> Actually, everything before he activates that rocket that takes him to Nuketown... Is okay. It's okay because it's okay. you're not. You you didn't say uh oh yet. It's not amazing, but you're like it's the start of the movie, right? So like, especially on your first watch, you're like you're not against it. You're like okay, more Indiana Jones. I, I think there's a when he gets pulls out the trunk and he picks up his hat. I think that shot is great. I I like the you know him being smart and like throwing the gunpowder to find the magnetism. That's not how gunpowder moves. Mm-hmm. But you know. We're getting into this, okay, yeah, this feels familiar, right? We got the, you know, oh, what's that? He got betrayed by someone near him? Again? <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. We never saw this one coming. No. I have an issue with that later in the movie. But everything until they fall through that glass and they activate the timer that takes the rocket through to Nuketown, I'm all right with. It's fine. Mm-hmm. The fridge is stupid. One... Let's be real. No one's surviving that. No. Two? For many reasons. Two? And this is my big thing. Why is that fridge the only item to be thrown out of the explosion? Yeah. If you had lots of things flown out, that's a whole complaint that's just erased off my list. Then it's simply he wouldn't have survived that. But this fridge was handpicked by God himself and, and flicked like a like a paper football. Yeah. Out of this explosion. Also, they say, don't look at the explosion for 10 seconds. He was not in the air for 10 seconds. Looks at the explosion. Yeah. Oh, that also... man, he's blind. <laughs> also, those gophers at the... Oh, v- the prairie dogs? The CGI is so gross. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> the, the prairie dogs. The monkeys. Except for the one monkey that's real. Oh, were they meerkats? What were they? Gophers or prairie dogs. And the ants look terrible. And fast forward in a bit to the ant sequence. Oh, the ants. When Kate Blanchett squishes an ant with her knee and the guts fall on the lens. That's a pet peeve of mine. When digital goo hits the screen. They were meerkats. Were they meerkats? Yes. They did not look like meerkats. (laughs) (laughs) They were disgusting. Miriam's back. That's that's a different thing. I think she's okay. Again, she has stuff to do. It was (laughs) covers. 
I think that Miriam has enough to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was nice that they brought her back. I would have liked to have seen Salah back in this one, maybe. Yeah, but but, but would else. you? Because the movie sucks, you have to remember. But it could have been better. <laughs> Salah would not have made this movie better. I think that his scenes in 5 are going to be some of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But that's... If, anyway. It's a story, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about... Mac. Mac. That's yeah, the, the... The guy who betrays him at the beginning? And then doesn't betray him and then betrays him and then doesn't... Mm-hmm. Enough. Just stop. Stop it. Shoot him. <laughs> this Kill is him. bad? And why does he stick around for so long? I don't know. Because George thought he was funny. Uh, do you remember watching the end of Jurassic World Dominion? And, and they land that helicopter. And freaking 30 people all have to crawl into this helicopter. And they're all important. Oh, Dominion. Main. Mm-hmm. Did I say mm-hmm. Dominion? Yeah, you said Dominion. Okay. But I was thinking the first one for some reason. Uh, and they all hop in. You're like, this is too many people. When they walk into the UFO, I said, that's too many people. Yeah. But, and look, Indy has to be there. It's his movie. Marion and Mutt, they're attached to him. And then, and then Oxley has a reason to be there. Mac? No. No. Also, that's the guy who plays uh, Drakehoff in Black Widow, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's... Uh... I... I was about to say, well, he did a lot better in that movie, but he was... Sure, he was four <laughs> minutes of three times. <laughs> Not amazing in that movie either, but... Uh, oh, I think that... Look, the crystal skull itself is a great-looking prop. When all the, the skeletons merge into an alien, gross. Okay, I thought you were about to say great. I was like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Disgusting. Well, I, I, I hate that she's like, give me all the knowledge I want to know. And within 30 seconds, it's too much knowledge. And she literally bursts into flames. And then the UFO takes off into the other dimension. And, uh... Yeah, but it, that's like the... It's like the, the, the Mayan... Te- or Mayan... The, 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 the temple, right? Yeah. Is a UFO like how the pyramids were built by aliens? That's what they're going off of, and it's like, why would you do that in an Indiana Jones? Like that's stupid. This isn't Indiana Jones after ten. Okay, this is not the History <laughs> Channel here at midnight. This it's just... the shot of the UFO taking off. Indy's standing and watching it, but it's very clear that he's standing on a structure, and then there's blue screen because mm-hmm. he's not looking at anything. All right, there's rubble flying everywhere. Now, I just want you to imagine yourself standing there and watch this happen. Where are you looking? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Your head's looking all around like, oh my goodness, what is going on? What is his head doing? Looking directly left of center. Yeah. React! <laughs> Do something! <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> it's... Yeah, because uh, uh, yep, it's, it's cause this, it sucks. Look, I don't think that this movie could entirely be saved from being the worst one. But there's just a bunch of little things where if you just done this just a little bit differently, it could have saved you so much hatred and so much stupidity. Look, you're not going to practically blow up a Mayan temple. I get that. But tell tell Harrison you got to look around because there's rubble everywhere. Don't just say, look over there. Yeah. Or how about don't have it turn into an alien spaceship? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what a stupid way to end it. Oh, what do you think about the monkeys? Remember the monkeys? I do remember the monkeys. Uh, here's my biggest issue with it is is Mutt gets caught by that rope. Yeah. And instantly goes, oh, I know what to do. And like that, 
he has mastered the art of swinging on vines. Yeah. You don't need a trial run. Or the fact that he's faster than a car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he swings with the monkeys. They're his friends. His power of friendship. How would you know how to do that so fast? Like, I can get how you... Okay, I got the idea. Oh, and also, my dad swings all the time. I can do this. But have him swing once be like, oh, shoot, I didn't have enough momentum. Put some off into it. Yeah, but I think the way to make it better would also be the same with the alien spaceship. Just don't, don't have do him swing on vines with monkeys. Did you That's like stupid. him? Did you like him standing straddled across two cars, getting whacked in the berries by trees like six times? It was so funny. I was like, what a terrible joke. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the snake being used as a rope? You know what? I don't. It's one of those things. It's not on my list of complaints. And it's almost funny. That, that you know, okay, well, this is what has Indy has to grab to be pulled out of the situation. Yeah. The, the, the catch-up is, you know, we're in a jungle. Yeah. And Mutt goes and says, Ah, oh, yes, a very large snake. That's what I'll use to pull my parents out of. Or the sand. fact that the snake was so chill with it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this, this is good. He has someone grabbing him. Taking him from whatever tree he was chilling on, and then throwing him into like a quicksand pit at a person, then from both ends being pulled apart, and the snake's like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is cool." You know, I do enjoy. Tuesday. I do enjoy the part of that sequence where they're like, "Ox, go get help! Help!" And he's like, "Oh, I got it! I got you! I understand what you're saying." And he brings all the Russians back. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, uh. Here's something about Crystal Skull that I think justifies it coming out and Dial of Destiny less. Right at the beginning, you and you have to climb to the top of those boxes. That's Harrison Ford. That man, he's great, but he can move. Sort of. He's climbing up those boxes, and I went, hey, good for you, man. <laughs> you know what he's not going to do in Dial of Destiny? Climb up boxes. Take four steps. Like... <laughs> He's, like, no offense to old people, but he can't pull this off anymore. No. It's going to be really funny when he's, it's going to be like, oh, that's Harrison Ford. He's barely moving. And then switches to an action scene, and he's like, over there. Like, whoa, that's a stunt double. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh. Okay, let's just, to wrap up the first four, worst and best. Alright, I said about Temple of Doom. The, the lifeboat, you know? Yes. Also the waterfall. But what if it was a tank? Oh, you're talking about when the tree gently <laughs> lays them in the water yeah. and then smashes the Russians? Yeah. With the tank? When the uh-huh. tank falls down the waterfall? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to say that because... Also, I said the chase scenes are fun in the first three. They're not in this one. They're like... They've lost the, the the charm and excitement of it. And it's like, this is just... They're also way too long. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, end this, please. Let's move on to the next part. I, like, in that in that jungle truck one, I enjoy, like, Indy, like, cutting them free. You know, cha-cha-cha-cha. Or even, like, him and Mutt, like, kicking that guy multiple times so he falls out the back. And then they drive and they kind of set up, like, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. And then everything after that, I think, is not good. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about it. I just, right. I don't like it. 
Worst to best numbers. What do you got? Four, two, three, one. You want me to blow your mind? And again, I want to reiterate: top three are very. Oh my goodness! Why you don't don't tell me? Four, one, two. No! Ah! But again, it's wow. They're very close. (laughs) It's short round, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But again, I cannot deny that the first one is, you know, as as a as a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The just. I don't know. The it, best on a technical level, it is the best. In game. in terms of like the filmmaking of it and yeah. like the, the that ingenuity no behind it is like so original to it because because it was the first one, right? Like just all of the thought that they put into how are we going to make this is is so exciting. It's it's a it's a great movie. It's the best one. Yeah, but I love short round. That's that's fair. Yeah, and I just, accept it. Again, I'm an emotional guy. What can I say? Yeah. What can you say? I yeah. gotta put that third one up top. But hey, fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth one. Is the worst. It's awful. Because they ride off in the sunset at the end of the third one. What more of a beautiful ending do you need? Well, we'll find out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> go watch the fifth one. You know, if they ride off in the sunset in the fifth one again? Then we won't believe that it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Just quickly. want to run through... Any predictions, thoughts, expectations you have going into Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Here's what I got. Right. It's going to open with an old-timey Paramount logo, which will transition into a hill of some sort, like all of them do. I think that'll be fun. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I also think that they they should <laughs> and could use that classic black-and-white text. You know, Lucasfilm production unit. And I want the title of the movie... In that text, not that classic Indiana Jones text, mm-hmm. which they only used as the title for Temple of Doom and not the other three movies, right? Which I forget. Uh, let's be real. Uh, someone's betraying Indiana Jones. It's probably going to be Antonio Banderas. No. I know nothing about his character, but <laughs> but he's definitely getting betrayed. That's a trope that they're going to roll with. Yeah. Uh, now here's like the real like those ones are like kind of happening in the movies big book I think that they're going to kill him off I think they're going to kill him off and then bring him back with the Dial of Destiny <laughs> at the end of the movie but I'm also not sure if I think that exactly because of how much time that would take away from Indiana Jones being on screen yeah it depends how much they, they liked their other characters unless I, he's not for very long, not off screen for very long, and they just like bring him back ten minutes later. I think that Harry's done. Harrison Ford's not making another one of these. Oh, no, no, yeah, he's done. I, what I think they're doing is playing the field to see how much people like Phoebe Waller Bridge, his goddaughter, mm-hmm. and if people like her, then they'll branch off movies with her as the lead. I just want them to stop. My last prediction is that short round will, in fact be back in the movie is that unfiltered optimism maybe (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but also if it happens i want to be the one you know who said it first i know this episode is going to come out after it happened and you have no proof that we're talking now before we've seen the movie also you're definitely not the first person to say that that's also true (laughs) (laughs) but i want to be you know someone who said who made the prediction that short round would show up i'm not even 
saying he's going to be a big part of the movie. I'm just saying that he shows up. Oh, he's not going to be a big part of the movie. Any predictions for me? I don't know. You pretty much went through everything. I had the... They're going to bring him back. Oh, they're going to visit previous timelines. Oh, yeah, the time travel. Yeah. I don't... They're not going to visit Crystal Skull timeline, but... They might go back to do you think two that, out of the first three. Do you think that that shot of them in the trailer with that stick and the boulder and the boulder rolling down is them activating the boulder at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh my goodness, you just... <laughs> I'm... Oh, oh my goodness, if this happened... Hmm. They're going through time, here's, and, and they're the reason why some of this stuff happened in, throughout these movies. It's like a flash kind of thing. It's like, yeah, this happened... In this timeline, because in the future I will go back in time and. Here's my I thought. Swear to. <sighs> Watching Raiders again, he puts that sand down, walks away. There's a solid gap of time before that sand sinks. Call it dramatic effect, but retroactively they could say right after he took the idol, they dropped the boulder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, I do. I also think you just made me a whole lot less excited for this movie if this is what happens. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of excited to go. I'm excited to go. I'm not excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what happens and how they do things. What a generic way of saying How they do things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for, you know, reasons and stuff. I, I'm interested... To see what level of bad this is. I think there's a very, very slim chance that it's even in a conversation with the original three. No. But I'd really like it to be better than Crystal Skull. I don't really think there's a way that it can be worse. Because just Crystal Skull is mean, the grow, bottom of the barrel. You just groaned in agony. I think there's a way that it's worse. If they do that, it's worse. <laughs> you know what? My goodness. I just... I'm, I just want it to stop. I, I want my suffering to be over. Just leave it. You know what? It's it's fine. I'm I'm okay. I'm content. I don't think you are content, but... You know what? I have those first three movies on Steelbook, and I will never get the fourth or fifth one. I got the first three on VHS. Nice, me too. It's that original grainy goodness. Oh, it's beautiful. Are you ready to go watch the fifth one? Oh... <laughs> But if you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> oh boy. Listener, we'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Mm-hmm. We sure are. What a great sound effect that was. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so we are going to talk about the movie, but given that it's pretty new, we will talk in non-spoilers first, then we'll give a very clear warning, and then we will go into spoilers. Right. Uh... It's been less than an hour since it finished. What are your uh, initial thoughts? <sighs> yeah. I I think I might be... I think I might like this movie a little bit more than you. I think so. Yeah. Here, okay, here's what I'm thinking. I just... This is a movie that you watch, or that I watched, and I felt, well, that used up two hours and 30 minutes or whatever, however long it was of screen time. And they they did some adventures, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah. I I also will say it's fine, but perhaps <laughs> with a different connotation. Like fine, but less fine. 
Yeah, fine, but more fine. Perhaps more fine. Yeah. Uh, I think there were a number of moments in this movie <clears throat> that did feel like Indiana Jones. Yes. Especially in the middle when they're following clues and yeah. and such and doing the archaeology stuff. And there was even just a number of of lines where where Indy would say something to someone else and it's like that that's especially that's, having watched yeah. the four movies back to back very recently. Yeah. It felt in line with who he is. And right. I did appreciate that. Yeah. We won't go into detail, but it is in the trailer that there is a sequence in this movie in which it takes place in the past and they deep fake his face to make him look younger. Yeah. I think two moments of the deep fake look good. And it's both moments that are in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh wow. And it's if he's not talking and not blinking, it's okay. Yeah. But when he talks, his mouth doesn't line up. Or if he puts on a hat or helmet or something that oh my gosh, sh- like that, that would need like shadow on his face. It's Oof. like whoa. <laughs> There's also a moment, aside from that, where they put on, on masks where you see their face in behind a sheet yeah, of glass or yeah. plastic. I don't know why that's so hard <laughs> to do on camera, but no one can do it right, seemingly. Yeah. Oh, like, it's frustrating. Put his face there in post, because that was definitely not him. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. I You know what? Huh. As far as the action sequences go... I felt that it wasn't blatantly obvious that he wasn't doing most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a sequence uh, where they're driving around like these three-wheel carts. Yeah. And I thought that that was actually a fun sequence. And I liked how the three characters involved in those carts get moved around and, and how their role in the chase changes consistently. Yeah. So I had fun with that. I did too. It was fun. I, perhaps a little bit too long of a sequence, I thought. I would get behind that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nothing compared to four, though. No. I'll say that. Good heavens. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's my question for you. What did you think of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays Helena, his goddaughter? I thought she was fine as a supporting character. But if they were ever to spin off with her as the lead, I... I would very much not look forward to going to see that movie because I don't, she's not, she wasn't that interesting to me. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine watching an Indiana Jones movie without Indiana Jones and just her. That would not, I would not look forward to that, but she was fine as a supporting character. Yeah. I didn't mind her, but I also, my hope for, for what this movie does for her is that it doesn't again, spin off into her own series. Right. But I do think that she's a good actress. I haven't seen her in a ton. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not dissing her acting. I'm just mad. But her uh but I had fun with she played the robot, Lando's robot in Solo. Oh, yeah. And right. a show that I haven't seen but I've heard great things about. She like wrote and made Fleabag. Oh. Uh so I think she has a lot of talent and what I hope that this movie does is kind of launches her career into more mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see her again in other things. Yep. But I, I, I do want Indiana Jones to be over. <laughs> it completely just don't. no no spinoffs or anything, please. Yeah. 
how did you find Mads Mikkelsen as the villain? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, not the worst villain that we've gotten. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably the this second worst or fourth best. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably one of the lesser roles that I've seen Mads <laughs> Mikkelsen do. Yeah. He, he kind of just... Did nothing? Talks the same the whole time. Yeah. Like, you don't really feel that he... I mean, you kind of know that he's upset or feeling good at certain parts. Just because of but the dialogue. But he, he doesn't... But even at that... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Generous. I know, I... I expected more from him because... I mean, he's a bigger name. He's a great And actor. he's definitely got some talent. Um, Yeah, I I would have liked more from him. But it wasn't that bad. But he was better than Kate in 4. That is true. That is true. Yeah. The general consensus for me is that this was a lot better than 4. Yes, I, I was expecting that it would be just slightly better than four but it wound up being better than I expected but compared to the original three no chance it's, no, that's not even no, a conversation no, no not even close it's again like you just this movie doesn't need to exist now did the fourth one although yeah. the only reason I am okay with this movie's existence is because the fourth one was so bad yeah that leaving it with this, I don't even, I'm not going to talk about what happens in the ending yet, but I don't think it's an amazing ending or whatever for the story. I think that the third one still has the best ending. Yeah. They ride off in the sun. Like it, it's perfect. <laughs> Goodness me. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. The third ending is more than fine, my man. No, I meant, I meant, I meant, no, not, not, not the third ending I know, is fine. I'm, I'm messing with you. Just the whole situation where it is. I'm in denial, but that's okay. No, but to to speak to what you're saying, it walking out of this, you have a better taste in your mouth. Oh than yeah, walking away from four. So, in a very small sense, it does justify its existence, just so that the end of Indiana Jones is better than it previously was, even though if previously previously it was perfect. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know if you, you you said this to me or something like this. I don't know when or where, and if it was on a podcast that I'm just saying it again, but <laughs> I can't remember what you said. You said, it's like, not this, but this is what I'm saying. It's like, is you, you drink something just completely disgusting, right? And you're like, ooh, this is the grossest thing I've ever drank. So then you grab a glass of water. Yeah. It's just water. But at least it rinses the taste out. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it replenishes your need for a, a tasty beverage. It just it just it just gets rid of the bad taste. Yeah. We were talking about arrow. Oh, that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> Season four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's how I kind of felt about this movie. As for recommend oh a few other things I liked. Uh let's be real. John Williams back to do the score. Oh my goodness, well, John Williams. It was never going to be bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like right off the bat, I was like, oh yeah, John, I'm digging this. And I I enjoyed how they used the theme because he kind of like, uh, 
mess with it a little bit. You know, yeah. you change you yeah. change the speed of it. Variations. Yeah, and and I, I thought that was fun. Now, truth be told, if someone else had done it, I would I'd probably feel like, how dare you mess with what this guy's <laughs> done? But it wasn't someone else; it was him. So yeah. I loved it. Yeah, the special effects. Look, the deep faking is bad. Yes. And there's a, a few other moments where you're like, uh, but I think overall it's fine. It, yeah, <laughs> fine. Uh, but the, the thing is, the first three were more than fine. Yeah. They were incredible, especially that first one. Incredible. I, I have a, So the fact that we've gone from incredible to bad to fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a comparison that I'll make when we talk about spoilers. Yeah. Because there, there's a shot that's similar to something that's happened in a previous movie that they did way better in the past. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I am not going to rush to see this in theaters. My dad's out of town right now. When he comes back, if he wants to you go see it, it. See it again? Yes. <laughs> then I might go again and see it with, with him. Um, If not, I'll buy the five-pack Blu-ray. <laughs> When it comes out, honestly, I've got the three on Steelbook. That is true. And I'm and gonna, they're, they're I'm gonna leave it with that. I've got Crystal Skull on DVD, unfortunately, because I have the four pack on DVD. <laughs> but, but those Steelbooks, I'm like, I don't think I'll. But don't go beyond that. I'm I'm leaving it at three. Yeah, yeah. I I don't regret watching it. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, and I I think if if you're if you listener. Or thinking about watching it and you want to, absolutely go ahead. It's not a waste of your time. No. There's still but, elements that, like, like there's still a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, that's Indiana Jones. And then, like, it lasted, like, a couple seconds. Yeah. And then we're back to the just fine. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't feel bad that I saw it. I just am not in a hurry to watch it again. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. You ready to get into spoilers? Yeah. Might as well. Right. This is your... Big time where it will stall for a couple more seconds because spoilers are coming. Beware. So exit out of the podcast if you don't want to hear anything. And into spoilers, they did time travel. Yep. But it was... Okay, I don't like that... (laughs) I don't like that they did time travel. But I did expect that they were going to travel back to the previous movies. Yeah. And they wind up traveling back in time to 214 BC. Yeah. Which is okay because that's the period of time that Indy was talking about when he was teaching at the beginning of the movie. So I thought that that was kind of a fun nod and how it tied into Archimedes. And the reveal that the, the Dial of Destiny was never to travel through time it was Archimedes making a device that would bring people to this specific war so that his people would win with help from the future Mm -hmm. I don't like that they did time travel (laughs) but given what they could have done I'm mildly okay I'm I'm okay with how it ended up okay here's the thing about halfway through the movie I went you know what I'm actually not mad that they're going after a thing that can travel through or travel through time. Like, that's what the Nazis want. That's what India's got to get at first, right? Yeah. If they don't travel through time. 
right? Because if they're like, we need to get this artifact that can do this incredible thing, that's all of the movies, right? Yeah. But it's if they actually travel through time, that I'm like, that will just ruin it. Yeah. And, and, and they did, which didn't ruin it because it wasn't amazing. To, the thing, yeah, there the, wasn't really much to be ruined, but it was like, yeah, I don't know. When they go back in time, everyone's dressed up like a low budget production of like right? Bible stories. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, this does not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. probably the, the background VFX are probably the worst in that boat battle Oof. where they're flinging fireballs at each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love it, but I thought that I would hate it more. I do wonder what it would be like to not assume that they were going to time travel and watch this movie. That'd be that, crazy. That would probably make it more disappointing. Because <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like not there's actually a thing that this, can change the course of history. You'd be like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> and then they go back, you're like, no! Oh my gosh, whereas like we were expecting it. Because they basically tell you in the trailer. They do everything but tell you exactly what it was going to happen. But yeah, they basically tell. Um, okay, so the VFX shot that I want to compare. Uh, there's a scene where Indiana Jones and Helena are crawling through caves and stuff to get to the destination, and there's a scene where they become covered in bugs. Oh yeah. Now this has happened before, right? At the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Alfred Molina is covered in spiders. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, they took Alfred Molina and covered him in tarantulas. Yeah. In this one, there is no chance in hell <laughs> that any of those bugs are real <laughs> at all. Nope. They do not look very good. And that's the thing. Is that original? We're talking about right, all of them, but they introduced green screen and, you know, yeah, computer effects too. I mean, the first one was computer effects as well, obviously. You said that. But, like, it's they're mostly practical stuff that they did. Yeah, and that's what makes him so special. Whereas this one, I like right off the bat, that train battle. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, this is that, just it was very CG heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, at the beginning, it, and you and I looked at each other when this happened <laughs> because they don't explain it and they don't write around it. He has a scar on his head, but Mads Mikkelsen's character is hanging on the side of a train. And he gets clocked at 100 kilometers an hour. In the face. In the face with like a, a, a metal pipe. Yeah. His that head. Is, that is stationary. His head is not attached to his body. He, he just falls off. And then he's seemingly fine when they come back. You are not surviving that. No. Well, first of all, yeah, he's, he's dead. That crushes <laughs> his skull and probably decapitates him. But also the CGI when he gets flung yeah. Was so goofy, man. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the worst CGI I've ever seen. I'm not saying that. I no, we saw worse CGI two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> the Flash we're referring yeah. to. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Miriam shows up at the end of the movie. Yep. And I actually liked it. I did too, because well, yeah, it was very subtle at the beginning. But uh, as we pan through Indy's apartment, at the beginning we see a folded American flag 
the sign of a fallen soldier and a picture of a slightly older Shia LaBeouf on the wall. And I went, oh my gosh, they killed Mutt in between movies. <laughs> and they're, they're more explicit about it later. I like that scene where he was talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And uh, and then we, we learned that that the death of Mutt split Indy and Marion because the grief was was very strong and, and Indy didn't know how to console her. Or probably himself, even if we're being real. Uh, yeah. And I like that they came together at the end and, and they had a little callback to the first movie that I thought was a, a good call a good callback. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like out of place. I mean, if we're talking, we just mentioned the flash where they use the line, let you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. And it is completely out of place. Yeah. But the line and sequence that they use at the end here, I thought fit and, and was good. Oh boy! But the final shot of the movie is Indiana Jones' hat oh. hanging on a on a clothes wire, clothesline. Yeah, clothesline. Clothesline. And uh, the 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 camera like makes a little circle around yeah. the hat, like they used to do all the time. And then you watch him grab his hat, and the circle closes. And uh, gosh, I hope that's not a sign of a sequel. Yeah. Look. He's pushing it by doing this one. I, I'm sorry, Harrison, but you're very old. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know he's doing MCU stuff now. He's the new General Ross, and he's going to be Red Hulk. But, uh He doesn't have that much in him, I don't think. And no. I think what he's doing in general is fine. You know, playing the, the gruffy-voiced old man. Like, he's not playing Harrison, Harrison Ford in the 80s anymore. No. Like, when when that came out, all of his character was Indiana Jones. Han Solo is Indiana Jones, for the most part. Jack Ryan is basically Indiana Jones. You can call them all Han Solo if you want. But they're generally the same character. And then, as he got older, the character that he always plays changed. He's usually pretty grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I see. And, uh, Say what you're gonna say. Sorry, that's actually another thing we said. He's not playing young uh, Indiana Jones. When when it's young Indiana Jones, it's it still was... his old voice. Yep, it's a it's very very Irishman. Yeah, where what you're seeing and what you're seeing <laughs> is not lining up entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I noticed that as well. Well, that might be all of our thoughts. <laughs> I, I think that's it. Like, yeah, it just. Another. I know the the time travel thing is the big thing to talk about. Yeah. That they actually did it and and what it winds up being. Oh, no short round. Yeah, that was a bummer. That sucked. I also had Miriam's presence in the movie spoiled for me by the Rotten Tomatoes No Before You Go video, which is stupid. Yeah. I shouldn't have anything spoiled in a here's the basic information you need to know before going into this movie. Here's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I loved Salah in this movie. Yes. I thought he was going to be in more of it, though. Yeah. But but for, but for the couple seconds or minutes he was in it, I, I, I really liked it. Well, my sole complaint with that is, is that, that just that great line in the trailer, Give him hell, Indiana Jones. That line is definitely there for the trailer because it's immediately, immediately 
followed by a gag where Harrison Ford is almost hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. There are actually a couple lines like that where I'm like, well, that was pretty much just for the trailer, right? Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, that happens with almost any movie. Yeah. But but sometimes they're... There, sometimes it's more noticeable. Yeah. Uh, James Mangold is set to direct a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't know. I am curious. Look, you and I both agree it's fine. Uh, I'm giving it 3.5 stars on Letterboxd. What are you thinking? I'm going to give it a 3. That, that sounds about right. I am super curious about what the public reception of this is going to be. Because I think that's going to have a huge part on if they allow him to make his movie... And just how Lucasfilm views their future in general. It'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with this movie, other than time travel, is <laughs> is that I'm I'm feeling like I should just accept it for what it is. But at the same time, I, 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 sh- I don't think I should accept this movie for what it is because, yeah, it's fine at best. To me, it was just incredibly shallow, uninspired. There's the word, <laughs> right? Where it's just like, I don't want to accept this as the final movie to something th- because this movie is okay for it to be a sequel to these movies that were awesome. absolutely incredible. I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to lower my standards just because mm-hmm. Hollywood lowers theirs. Yeah. You know? Well, and even, like, let's look at the director. He directed The Wolverine, which... Is good. Yeah. But he also did Logan. Incredible. Which is really great. Incredible. And Ford vs. Ferrari recently. Also incredible. I never thought that I would enjoy watching a movie about racing. Cars? That's not about racing. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's about learning where the heart is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this, this was a step down, but... At the same time... It was also a step up from the last one. Last Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. That's what, I thought, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, but for, for James Mangold. Mangold's movies, I I do suspect that there was a, a large amount of studio interference. <laughs> I'm saying, no, this is what you got to do. Uh, which is not Maybe. an excuse I enjoy throwing around, but it's almost definitely what happened here. Especially when it's a Disney movie. That felt so weird seeing Disney at the front of that. Yeah. Also, we're going to end this real soon. But they didn't do the Paramount thing. I know. What the heck? They tried doing a similar thing with the Lucasfilm logo. That's not the same. No. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our our thoughts on this movie. Uh, If you want to see them written out you can feel free to check us out on letterboxd uh links to our accounts will be in the description of this episode uh, if you want to hear luke talk about tokusatsu films uh feel free to check out his podcast that he has with his sister called toku talk radio uh link also in the description uh we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the new mission impossible movie and all the ones that came before it uh, so look forward to that. And until then, Luke, why don't you hear us with a send-off? It's been decided. 
for me anyway. I asked the question and on our last episode, and Nance decided this movie does not belong in a museum. But I am excited to uh, watch whatever Tom Cruise does next for his big stunt, so we'll see you then. Hey, thanks, Luke, and thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.